Listener discretion is advised. This audio may not be suitable for all ages. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of Paranormal Artist. This is supposed to be the one that was recorded, like, months Months ago. ago. (laughs) But because of me, I fucked up because I was messing with things that I shouldn't have been messing with. And, you know, the story of my life always goes as such. Anyway, I have Drea here with me again. Again, after a billion years. (laughs) Because shit kept happening and things kept going on. Life was lifing, if you will. It was being so horrible, like mental health problems, physical health problems, both of us. It's god-awful. Just a complete fuckery. All the fuckery. Honestly, you need to scoot closer. No! (laughs) Well, see, your voice is like... (laughs) I know, it's tiny. Like, I can hear you, but I don't know if they can hear you. Oh, it's that my own voice. <laughs> she, she just hurt herself. Ew. Anyway, so... Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> so this was supposed to be the uh, Alcatraz episode that we had recorded, like, fucking back in I don't know what month. I have no fucking clue. It's been was a... It before or after Halloween? <laughs> I think it was before. before. I don't remember. <laughs> All I know is that it's been a very fucking long time, and just shit kept going on. Uh, but somehow, some way, we had this planned, and now well, here we are. We didn't plan on re-recording quite yet. It was late. She's here. I, I literally kidnapped her. Yeah. It was a late birthday hangout that turned into, oh, this is convenient. It is very <laughs> convenient. So anyway... I'm just going to skip the bullshit and we're just going to go straight into the Alcatraz story because... We got shit to do. <laughs> yes, we have, we're, we're doing the adventure book and we, we got plans, all right? We've already done like, what, three things? We've done two and we've already scratched off our third, but then we decided to fit this in here. <laughs> yeah, the, the schedule is scheduling very hard. So, anyway, so Alcatraz... Alcatraz Island is 1.25 miles or 2.01 kilometers off the coast of San Francisco. It's a 25-acre island. And in 1775, Spanish explorer Juan Manuel de Ayala was the first to set sail to San Francisco Bay. There were three islands that he mapped and named Alcatraces. By 1850, the island was made into a U.S. military fort. Then we had the gold rush, the California gold rush, the resulting boom and growth of San Francisco and the need to protect San Francisco Bay led the U.S. Army to build a citadel or fortress at the top of the island in the early 1850s. Late 1850s, there were already military prisoners locked up on the island. The need for defense from the military had diminished as time went on as in the guns were never used in battle. However, it would continue as a prison for more than 100 years. In 1909, the citadel was torn down. The basement was all that remained, and that became the foundation for a new military prison. From 1909 to 1911, the military prison, Pacific Branch, U.S. Disciplinary Barracks for the U.S. Army, this building later became famously known as the Rock. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it was used as a military prison from 1850 to 1933, and then the island was transferred 
to the DOJ, or the Department of Justice, for use by the Federal Bureau of Prisons. What the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) It was then deemed a maximum security prison to hold the most ruthless of inmates. Some of those inmates included Al Capone, George Machine Gun Kelly, Arthur Doc Barker, to name some. The average population was only about 260 to 275. The prison never once reached its capacity of 336 at any given time. Alcatraz held less than 1% of the total federal prison population. Many prisoners actually considered the living conditions, for instance, always one man to a cell, at Alcatraz to be better than, than other federal prisons, and several inmates actually requested to be transferred to Alcatraz. But while USP Alcatraz was not the America's Devil Island that books and movies often portrayed it, it was designed to be a prison system's prison. Before all of the, you know, colonization of the islands, it was used by uh, coastal native tribes to gather food and crops. And then it was actually used again by natives from 1969 to 71 when they held a protest for their civil rights. So the prisoners only had four rights. That was food, clothing, shelter, and medical care. Everything else had to be earned because it was a privilege. Kind of sounds like school (laughs) one of the more famed prisoners was robert stroud aka birdman he spent approximately 54 years behind bars he was convicted of manslaughter in 1909 then he attacked another inmate at the u.s penitentiary in washington where he was then sent to Kansas. And then in 1916, he was convicted of first-degree murder for killing a guard in the Kansas prison. Fun fact. Are you ready for that? It's a very fun one. Yes. Okay. He found interest in birds during his 30-year time at Leavenworth and wrote two books about canaries. What do you think of that? I always just find it crazy when people fucking you know, do shit like that in prison. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, what have I been doing for the past 20 years? Uh, I, I wrote a book <coughs> in prison. Um, you know, I kind of wonder if he got any, like, royalties for it. Because you know how, like, I think now they have a law where they can't, or maybe they can? I don't know. I don't know, because, I mean, like, it's him doing work, and while obviously uh, he's in prison for a reason, it's just, like, he's still doing work. People complain that people in prison don't do work, so hopefully he got, I mean, I mean Maybe it went towards, like, commissary kind of stuff? Maybe. I know, I think I was watching... I was watching some fucking true crime documentary, and one of the inmates actually ended up becoming a lawyer. Not, like, mm-hmm. outside of prison, obviously, but mm-hmm. he, he knew the law. And I was like, damn, now you know how to fucking do it. Now you know the loopholes. I, I thought mean, that was fucking wild. If you have over a decade before your fucking trial's gonna come, might as well. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I wonder, like... I don't want to know what it's like in prison for obvious reasons, right? But, like, I want to know. Just, <laughs> I don't, I lost my train of thought. Oh, my God, ADHD. Here I'm we also go. losing my train of thought. I fucking try to go through all these damn notes from months ago. Like, we were not prepared to re-record this this moment. Like, I, I would have, like, skimmed my notes. <laughs> I would have, like, thought it's of the it. first time I'm looking at these, too, but I have them, I have them in, like, 
all these like little organized spots and yeah, shit. And even when we recorded the first time, we were kind of back and forth because our notes were at different points in shit though. I also have stuff about Birdman that wasn't on yours that I remember surprising you with last time. Okay, come at me. <laughs> that w- the reason he's believed to have been in prison is because he was a pimp. <laughs> and, and because the person he murdered was a guy who didn't pay for for his time with the, with the lady. Oh my! Oh my! So like, damn! I did not know that. I, I obviously didn't you remember do. that either. I told you, but... Yeah, no, I don't remember. But that's fucking wild. <laughs> oh my god! So. <laughs> I'm I'm shook on that. Um, In 1942, he was sent to Alcatraz where he spent the next 17 years, six of which were in the segregation block in, or in segregation in D block, and the next 11 were in the prison hospital. Naturally, there were several escape attempts from Alcatraz. There were approximately 14 escape attempts from the prison. And then I have a quote, because, you know, I love quotes. Fuck yeah. Over the 29 years, 1934 to 1963, that the federal prison operated, 36 men, including two who tried to escape twice, were involved in 14 separate escape attempts. Of these, 23 were caught, 6 were shot and killed during their escape, and 2 drowned. Two of the men who were caught were later executed in the gas chamber at the California State Prison in San Quentin, for their role in the death of a correctional officer during the famous May 2nd through 4th, 1946 Battle of Alcatraz escape attempt. (laughs) Interesting stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The most famous one that I've known about was the escape attempt of John Anglin, Clarence Anglin, and Frank Morris. I'm sure you remember those names. Yeah. I actually do have a section on Frankly Morris. It's a miracle. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember shit. I know this. God. <laughs> it's like that comprehensive exam at the end of university or at the end of the semester that. Oh my God. You're like expected to remember everything, but like you don't because you really didn't study. Okay. But, <laughs> but the difference between that, though, is that we're told in advance your exams are going to be at this time. So then we binge study for a fucking week. So we have something. I haven't looked at this shit in months and was not prepared. <laughs> it's okay. It's all about the element of surprise. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We, we still have the bonus stuff that I vaguely remember that will surprise both of us. <laughs> it's a shock. <laughs> I remember like you getting so heated about it the first time, and I'm so glad that we forgot because it's gonna be great for you to be heated about it again. <laughs> I'm always prepared for a ragey moment. <laughs> <laughs> you you were fucking McShooketh. <laughs> McShooketh. That, that's when you're so shooketh that McDonald's can't even calm you. <laughs> 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 and that is why I say McShooketh. I mean, we've been saying McShooketh since, like, what, fucking 
I don't know. College? Yeah, pretty much. I've, I've been, I think I got it from a, a fucking vine or something, and it was this girl that she comes out of, you know which one I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, she, but she like, just says shooketh, we're the ones that were like mixshooketh. Yeah, no, no, because, you know, like, you're so fucking shook that not even McDonald's can help you out, you know what I mean? <laughs> and listen, I'm a fat ass, I'm a, I willingly admit that shit, but. I, I mean, yeah, with how much money we've spent on food, and like, just yesterday. <laughs> We spent so much. Well, with the exception of that one meal. Okay, it was a gift card, but if not, we would have been spending that much anyway. Oh my god. (laughs) It was so worth it. It was worth me getting full and then eating the rest of the fries. God, it was was the greatest thing that I've ever, and since I don't have a gallbladder anymore, it was a race to get back home. (laughs) Just saying. Force herself back to notes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, escape attempt. Frankly, Morris, and then the other two you mentioned that I don't have. <laughs> okay, I've got him. Let's do it. Okay, I have a song. Like, oh, she, like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I was I, like, I was gonna say, as she starts wiggling in her chair, I and almost, then... I almost busted in a song. I'm gonna pop some tags. No. <laughs> He said, let's do it, and I <laughs> do it now, lick it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's why I stopped I'm just there. Kidding. <laughs> that's why I stopped there. It just reminds me of that one song, My Neck, My Back. <laughs> it is that song. Oh, dear God. It I, is that song. Oh, I have never heard the full thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we know what we're doing after recording. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, okay, Crankly Morris, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. I'm, I'm turned away. Silence. <laughs> Gets distracted again. Should I just start? Should I just start with okay, mine? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, see. She's still laughing. <laughs> I'm not prepared, man. Okay. Frankly Morris. He was transferred to Alcatraz in nineteen sixty and he almost immediately started planning his escape with other inmates, stealing tools and making a raft and dummies. The raft was found, but their bodies were not. And it is unknown if they ha- how they managed to escape or if they drowned. It That's wild. I have like I have like a little bit more detail of that. Mm-hmm. So he came to Alcatraz in the early 1960s. He was convicted of bank robbery. Um, same in this economy. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. I would never. And some other crimes, along with repeated escape attempts from other prisons. Angulan brothers arrived to Alcatraz also in the early 1960s. So pretty much around the same time. Weirdly enough, fun fact-ish, mm-hmm. they all knew each other from other prisons. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they were, again, within mere feet of each other at Alcatraz. So they were pretty much fucking roommates at that point. And <laughs> that's <roommates>. pretty much, <laughs> like pretty much. And that's when they started planning their escape attempt. Frank Morris was the, the brains of the whole uh, escape attempt. But he had aided another inmate named Alan West, which I did not look anything up about Alan West. I'm not going to lie to y'all. <laughs> so on June 12th, 1962, the guards did, as they always do, the morning bed check. They noticed that the brothers and Morris were all in their cells. However, it was not them. Rather, it was dummies. dummy heads. And... To me, that was like that was like the first thing I ever learned about Alcatraz, and ever since then, I'm like, that is fucking crazy. 
Like, how do you even well, gather it, the materials to make There's that, like, but also, like, how are you so fucking stupid that you can't tell that... that uh, no offense if the fucking guard is still alive. <laughs> but, um, literally, the dummy heads look like fifth grade paper mache. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, they probably had a blanket over it, but still, it's just like, hmm, lumpy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you look at them, if you ever get curious and you want to look at them online... They're very creepy looking. They look nothing like human resemblance. But I mean, I guess back for like in the 60s, I guess it's like fucking 4K for us. I don't know. You right. know what I mean? I mean, keep in mind that like shit like, <clears throat> I, I probably don't say the company name, uh, Mouse Mascot <laughs> many years back. Those fucking mascots were terrifying. <laughs> Boy, those were some scary, like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to say it. It's Mickey Mouse. The old mascots for Mickey Mouse, the old costumes were so horrifying. Those are fucking... In fact, if you look at any Halloween... Old Chuck E. Cheese's. Oh, God, that was scary. If you don't know what Chuck E. Cheese, it's, um... It's... (laughs) God. It's Five Nights at Freddy's, but with a mouse, and probably not murder (laughs) or Um, mayhem. I mean, there's been, like, alleged reports... But that's all I have to say about it. I know some conspiracy theories mm-hmm. about it. But if I'm going to go over conspiracies, that's going to be for a whole nother fucking episode. <coughs> FNAF episode? Okay, no. I mean, I might. I might. <laughs> God. No, listen. I really, I, I have this thing. I like animatronics. I think they're really interesting. You know if you do a FNAF episode, I have to come back for that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to leave you out of that one. You have one. no idea how much time I've spent <laughs> watching fucking Game Theory MatPat on YouTube. My <laughs> thing is, I've heard <laughs> several conspiracy theories about that. Anyway, I'm getting completely off track. <laughs> so anyway, do. the dummy heads were made of, like, paper mache, and they looked really bad. So, I mean, I guess at a quick glance, like a quick flash, like, you know, you just, like, look in there really quick, you're probably not going to notice. However, I would notice because I pay attention to this stuff and I'm like, I need to, whatever. But anyway, in the beds, they had cleverly built dummy heads made of plaster, flesh tone paint, and real human hair that apparently fooled the night guards or the morning guards, whatever the fuck they are. The prison went into lockdown and an intensive search began. They use real human hair. I forgot about that part. That part might be the reason why they just kind of, like, overlooked it. I'm just like, how the fuck do you get flesh-toned paint? Like, Yeah, no, in a prison, for real. Like, how do you? Like, how good did you have to be? Or how thievery would it? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, like, I'm, I'm serious. Look it up. Go look at any fucking Alcatraz escape attempt, and you're going to find that one. You're going to see these dummy heads, and you're going to be like, what in the fuck were they thinking? But I guess, like, it's like I say, like, when you walk past a room, you don't Mm -hmm. see anybody in there, but then you're like, hey, I thought I saw something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. All right. So the heads are super creepy, as said before. They were used to trick the guards into thinking that they were still sleeping in their cells. This led to a massive manhunt for the three inmates. The FBI was immediately notified about the escape, and then the office in San Francisco put out leads nationwide to check their records for all previous escape attempts. They did have clues that Drea mentioned earlier. So the clues that were found were paddle-like pieces of wood and, a, and small bits of rubber inner tube that were found in the water, a homemade life vest that ended up getting found on Cronkite Beach, 
However, there, no, there were no other um, pieces of evidence that were recovered, which is crazy. Then I have another quote because I love quotes and you know that. Mm-hmm. This group had begun laying plans the previous December when one of them came across some old saw blades. Using crude tools, including a homemade drill made from the motor of a broken vacuum cleaner, the plotters each loosened air vents at the back of their cells by painstakingly drilling closely spaced holes around the cover so that the section of the wall could be removed. Once through, they hid the holes with whatever they could, a suitcase, a piece of cardboard, whatever. Behind the cells was a common, unguarded utility corridor. They made their way down this corridor and climbed to the roof of their cell block inside the building, where they set up a secret workshop, taking turns keeping watch for the guards in the evening before the last count. And then I put sea crude periscope they constructed for the lookouts. If you don't know what a periscope is, what the fuck? How do you even describe that? I haven't... And the periscope is a thing for the, like, submarines. Yeah, like, so there's a part where you can see, and then I guess there's, like, a series of mirrors in it. Yes. So there's a series of mirrors that you can, like, look out, which I think I had, I think it's on the Sandlot that they made one, didn't they? I haven't seen that movie in so long, I can't even recall that right now. I think it is on the Sandlot. There's a scene. I'm not getting into it. I don't really care that much. It's like binoculars, but They're taller. like giant, very <laughs> tall binoculars, yes. <laughs> Um, they used a variety of stolen and donated material. Who the hell is donating materials? Right? Like, let me donate <laughs> shit, but you're not breaking me out. So they used a variety of stolen and donated materials to build and hide what they needed to escape. More than 50 raincoats that they stole or gathered were turned into a makeshift life preserver and a six by four foot rubber raft. The seams carefully stitched together and vulcanized by hot steam pipes in the prison. That idea came from magazines that were found in the prisoners' cells. They also built wooden paddles and converted a musical instrument into a tool to inflate the raft. That's crafty as fuck, dude. What musical instrument are they using for that? I'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, they were looking for a way out of the building. The ceiling was a good 30 feet high, but using a network of pipes... They climbed up and eventually pried open the ventilator at the top of the shaft. They kept it in place temporarily by fashioning a fake bolt out of soap. These motherfuckers are more crafty than we were last night. <laughs> we have the adventure book. We <laughs> literally appropriate. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, it is not inappropriate. It's very innocent. Actually, we were painting for three and a half hours. Three straight. hours of our life that we sat there painstakingly painting. And yet, these mind motherfuckers you, are more crafty. <laughs> I have a kitchen table in in the living room. That we we chose to lay on the floor. I know it was very painful. I'm hurting. I had to use ice. I don't even remember much, but we did come up with some pretty cool things. I I have them posted on Instagram. But um, I can't be that crafty, nor can I be that smart at the same time. I mean, this is literal months of planning and scheming. And I'm thinking, like, were they just not observant or something? Because, huh? But, like, I don't know how many prisoners were in the prison at that Mm -hmm. time. Not only that, but also the guards are probably just like, we're on an island. What the fuck are they going to do? You know what? That would be my mindset. I'm not even going to lie to you. Exactly. (laughs) 
Like, wow, that's oh my god! High I, security prison on an island. These people aren't going anywhere. So fuck it. Quick glance through there. Goodbye. If you, oh my god, the dummy heads. That still has me tripped up. <laughs> oh my god, you you've seen them, right? Yes. They're just oh, just. Uh. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna move on. By June 11th, they had everything ready to go. They got into the corridor grabbed all of their gear and climbed up and out through the ventilator where they ended up on the roof. They proceeded to shimmy down the smokestack of the bakery, climbed over the fence, and got to the northeast shore of the island where they launched their homemade raft. They have yet to be found. For all we know, they could have made a perfect escape attempt and lived a full life. So in 1979, the FBI closed the case, and the escape is still unsolved. And it never will be. I highly doubt it will be, because at this point, they have to be gone by now, right? Do you think? Yeah, fucking, they have, they probably, if they lived, if they lived, they probably fucking changed their names, changed full-on identities, they probably fucking, like, shave their heads so they don't have any fucking DNA evidence now that that's a thing. Wouldn't that be some shit if, like, they were still alive and just out of sheer ancestry they got found out and they were just put back in... I mean, Alcatraz is closed now, but... Yeah, but, I mean, you gotta think about it. Back then, they didn't have the DNA. They probably had fingerprints, but you can fuck... You can fuck up your hands and purposely disfigure your fingerprints, so, like... I don't recommend doing it. Usually, I... I, For for those of you who are crazy, um... (laughs) And I don't mean crazy, like, like, you know, I mean, that's a horrible word to use. But if you're feeling a little unhinged and you want to use some chemicals, by all means, do it. But I didn't tell you to. <laughs> <laughs> My point being, like, they don't have DNA on file for these people because that was probably wasn't that much of a thing yet. So there's this... nothing to compare that to, Ben. You're not because wrong. Because if you're comparing it to, if you're comparing their DNA, you're comparing it to whatever their current identities will be, not what their old identities were. So these motherfuckers aren't going to be found. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fucking crazy to think about. So this actually reminds me of another kind of thing. Um, I've watched this on Unsolved Mysteries. You fucking know I love Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So um, they had this weird thing back in the 70s where they would allow the prisoners to go holiday shopping. The fuck? Yeah. So they all had to meet up at some rendezvous point, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think, you would think that they would have, like... Escorts? Yes. Per person? So they didn't. Instead, mm-hmm. one of the prisoners escaped, walked right out the mall, and, no, he, w- he was wearing regular clothes, obviously, you know? Mm-hmm. He wasn't wearing his obvious stuff. He walked right out the fucking mall and has never been found. Well, no he's, fucking There shit. are leads to where he's at, but he's always using, like, an underground thing. Like, he won't use... He doesn't have an ID. He doesn't, he doesn't have anything, because obviously he's going to go back off to the prison. Off the grid. Completely off the grid. But that reminds me of this escape attempt. The fucking leisurely strolled right on out my fucking gut. Yeah, like, for real. Like, fuck! <laughs> I thought, like, really? Like, whenever I watched that episode... And listen to that episode on the podcast. I was like, come on. Like, you really? Don't, you don't have an escort with each person? You don't have them, like, chained to you? The fuck? Come on, man. You really trust prisoners? Like, sure. Sure. 
they can be reformed, but it also depends on the nature of their crimes and shit. This guy, so, like, he, um, he raped and he, um, I don't, I think he attempted to kill a little girl. Why would you let this individual? Because go to he a was on good behavior. Where there could be small children. Well, not just that. <laughs> I mean, he literally just fucking jumped off the map. This boy does not exist. My point being, like, oh, he he's had good behavior now that he's not around small children to rape. Let's go take him somewhere where there could be small children to rape. I don't even think he actually went into the mall. I literally think he's like, okay, I'm going to stay right here and look around and then just... But I don't understand how... I don't understand that trust system. Obviously, it's been done away with for, mm. like, very obvious reasons. But that this is what this attempt reminded me of. And if you have Netflix or whatever, and you're into that stuff... Go watch that episode, because I promise you, you're going to be just as pissed off as I was. Now I'm Nick Shuketh. What the fuck? Like, this was not in our original recording. This took me by surprise. This did take surprise. Surprise, motherfucker. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was the history of Alcatraz and the escape attempt. I mean, I really didn't go too deep into the history of Alcatraz other than just like that very beginning part. Because I wanted to focus on the uh, the escape attempts because I think those are probably the most well-known things of Alcatraz that most people would probably know. And you, other prisoners. And other prisoners. Do you have anything to add on before I move on to the spookies? I mean, we, I still have some other prisoners to talk about. Let's jump into it. I say the Sinister Six. The six most famous and dangerous inmates that they had in this prison. Obviously, the most famous everyone knows, and you've already mentioned, there's Al Capone, there's George Machine Gun Kelly, the Birdman, frankly, Morris. But out of all those, there's also, let's see, Alvin Carpus and Roy Gardner. Let's see, Alvin Carpus, probably easiest one to get through. 1930s crime gang leader, served the longest sentence, 26 years of any Alcatraz prisoner. So I just thought that one was neat. Like, just thinking, like, you know, a lot of these people probably also served longer sentences overall, but he did 26 straight years at Alcatraz. That's fucking No wild. transfer for that. Like, damn. Let's see. Roy Gardner. He robbed the U.S. mail truck in 1920, then repeatedly evaded an escaped capture. So it's just like, damn, I wonder how many escape attempts he made before getting to prison. I know, right? <laughs> like, shit. We fucking master of evasion and yet somehow managed to get captured. See, we've already gone over everything that we had on Frankly Morris. Got everything on Birdman. Let's see. Machine Gun Kelly. A bootlegger who found a lover. And then the lover changed him into the Machine Gun Kelly that we all know. So yeah. Sounds like, you know, he wasn't that bad. Until... The the passion of love made him fucking stupid. <laughs> like, love tends to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, being a bootlegger, not not too bad of a crime to have gone away for, but that wouldn't have put him in Alcatraz. There, there's no way just being a bootlegger would have put him in Alcatraz. So I wonder what actually threw his ass in Alcatraz. Right? There was nothing you could find? I just went through Sinister Six. I did not go through each individual person. Can you imagine how long? I would have to do a fucking three-part episode if we wanted to do that. Exactly. And this is not a true crime podcast, and although there are hints of true crime in yes. it. Yes. But that that is exactly why I just went general Sinister Six, not in-depth, because I knew we'd be here for fucking ever. 
Especially with how much we get distracted and fucking derailed and then fucking laugh our asses off over something stupid. <laughs> so I kept everything brief as fuck. A smart move because I don't. <laughs> uh-huh. If we're going over time, you're the one doing it, not me. <laughs> it's usually always me. And then if she's here, we get distracted because one of us says something or looks at each other very stupidly. That is literally all we have to do is look at each other. And it's that, it's that girl slash best friend level of mind reading stupid things while looking at each other. <laughs> well, sometimes we're doing like uh, karaoke in the car because fuck you, we can. Fuck and, you. Um, I, I start, like, getting road rage while I'm singing, so. <laughs> <laughs> it is great when she does that. Because like, I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of the fucking way. <laughs> Instead of actually saying the lyrics while I'm just trying to fucking keep my composure. <laughs> no, no, it, it just doesn't work. Because all of a sudden, she's all serious about singing. And then I'm over here being fucking stupid. And then she busts out laughing and I bust out. Let's just say that there's been more than one occasion where I could not see while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we usually try to keep that to when we're stuck in traffic, so. Yeah, which is, like, literally all the time, but, like, still. (laughs) And I'm not that serious about singing. Remember the time where I sang a whole song in a share oppression? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was fucking great. uh, (coughs) The car is probably, like, where most of the fucking unhinged comes in like, yes just completely off the, the out of fucking pocket the entirely. carpool karaoke the 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 fucking piping hot tea sessions oh yeah no no there's a lot of cheese that happens in the fucking car well, like yes. like she lives half an hour away from me and most of that half hour is spent driving around grapevine and fucking uh looking like what do you mean what the fuck do you mean you know like it's just like just we'll constant completely... gossip We'll completely miss our destination because we're too distracted. No, honestly. Or, like, we'll try to go to a destination and then we'll just sit in the car for, like, another 20 minutes because the conversation is so intense that we can't have it in front of children. God, yes. (laughs) Or in public, for that matter. But anyway, I'm I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, uh, back to Al Capone. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. She's our, see, this is exactly what happens. Yeah, okay. Yeah, got too distracted by the by the machine gun Kelly part throwing us off. Not to be okay. mistaken for MGK. Yeah, rapper. I say George Machine Gun Kelly, the original Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, got. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I'm oh my kidding. God. I'm kidding. There's a part I watched that uh, latest Jackass movie. He goes, "You may be young, but I have spirit, motherfucker." <laughs> God. Okay, Al Capone, infamous gangster and criminal mastermind, who was able to manipulate politics and was actually held in public uh, favor until the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. So I was like, "Damn, he could have avoided it until the fucking massacre. He would have." He could have spent his entire criminal life just fucking vibing outside. And you know they fucking didn't even get him specifically for the masculine. You know what actually fucking put him in there? What? Tax evasion. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pay your taxes, people. What's his name, too? (laughs) Oh, my God. Imagine that you're part of, like, some big-ass massacre. But that's not what gets you. You're not paying taxes got you. Tax evasion. I mean, he was clearly getting away with it, but then, you know, fucking... I guess we can't all stay on top. <laughs> yeah, like... That was Al Capone, right? Or yeah, Machine Gun. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking... 
I guess he had enough favor that everyone was like willing to overlook everything, but then they were like, ah, oh, fuck. The this IRS massacre does not just... make exceptions. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I wonder fuck. who reported him to the IRS or if the IRS finally got their ass to do it. What if it was like one of his inside men that like did that? Ooh. Oh my betrayal. god. Did we un- Did we discover something? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, we just looked deeply into each other's eyes. <laughs> Look at me closer. <laughs> oh no, not that close. <laughs> oh okay. my god. Hauntings. Finally hauntings. Okay. The island is believed to be haunted by evil spirits, according to ancient Native Americans. I don't know what tribe was on the island. I don't remember. There are shadows said to lurk in the dense fog of Alcatraz Islands. The shadows have even been seen and heard throughout the years. There have been reports of disembodied voices and screams, along with whistles that can be heard within the walls of Alcatraz prison. Inmates and guards would often report hearing cries and moans, sometimes even a horrid smell, and an entity with glowing eyes. Which has also been mentioned in Ghost Adventures, by the way. Because, of course, (laughs) that's where you get, like... About a third of your research done is by watching an episode. Because they're good, and I love them, and I won't betray them. Although they are, there's another uh, investigation group that I I have my heart belonging to now. Mm. They're not going to replace Zach. No, nobody will. But they're up there. (laughs) Um, The tour guides or workers in Alcatraz said that there would be an entity with glowing red eyes that would be Zine. And I think Zach also reported seeing this, but then again, Zach sees and gets possessed and everything happens to Zach. Reportedly, even Warden Johnston, who did not believe in ghosts, once encountered the unmistakable sounds of a woman sobbing while leading several guests on a tour of the prison. The cries heard by the warden and the guests were described as coming from inside the walls of the dungeon. Just as the sobbing stopped, an icy cold wind blew through the group. And that was a quote from Legends of America. So the Warden's House is a location that's supposedly haunted. Since the 1940s, there have been reports of the apparitions in the Warden's House. The guards even told Warden Johnston about the spirit of a man dressed in a gray suit, brimmed hat, with mutton-chop sideburns. While telling this to the warden, apparently the apparition of the man appeared. The room became ice cold, all of a sudden to the point where the fire in the stove had burned out. That's fucking scary. Can you imagine that it's that cold that your fucking face, your stove just goes, uh, I'm done. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I saw the spirit too. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also a lighthouse on Alcatraz, which also had some reports of phantom lights that appear on foggy nights. And what I mean by phantom lights is that it probably does not work anymore. And people supposedly will report seeing the actual lighthouse being lit when the nights are foggy. They say that when it appears, there have been supposed creepy whistling sounds and a green light that happens. The phenomenon is said to also disappear as quickly as it appeared. I kind of want to see a haunted lighthouse. 
Fuck yeah. Then we have the prison, the main star, the big star of the show here. Mm-hmm. When the prison was still functioning, guards would report the sounds of cannons and gunshots being fired, along with the screams that were, quote, so real they sent seasoned guards to the ground, unquote, believing that the inmates had escaped and were using fellow guards' weapons. But when they would check to see if the coast was clear, there would never be anything or anybody in sight. The smell of smoke had also been reported by the guards that would make them think that there was an actual fire that had been started. Then we have the famous D-Block, which is said to be the most haunted in prison. D-Block had about 42 cells. Those who resided there had no contact with the general population. In the 1940s, a guard reported seeing the apparition of an inmate wearing 1800s prison attire. An apparition is said to haunt this section of the prison. And here's another quote. A guard reported that there was a figure haunting the block. The apparition had been seen numerous times, and several people had claimed to have been attacked by the man with glowing eyes, unquote. That's creepy as fuck. Every now and then, an inmate would scream and claim to be attacked by an unseen force in the night. However, the guards always ignored him because that's what we do. After the screaming subsided, the guards went to go check on him, only to find him dead with handprints around his neck. According to the autopsy, these marks on the neck were not self-inflicted. Today, visitors report feeling cold spots throughout the halls of cell block D. Cells 12 and 14 are famously haunted, cell 14 being the most haunted in the prison. Cell 14 is known to be ice cold at all times. Psychics who enter that cell felt emotionally charged. Park rangers also feel the presence of whatever lurks in that cell. They allegedly refuse to enter that cell also. Richard Weiner and Nancy Osborne, authors of Haunted Houses, reported an eerie feeling in cell 14. They also felt strange tingling in their hands and arms upon entering. Another author of the book, Michael Curie, which I guess it's the book of Haunted Houses because I clearly didn't write the title, reported the same sensation and seeing a small man with a shaved head who told of being beaten by the guards. A famous paranormal investigator, Richard Sennett, spent the night in Alcatraz. He stayed in the other haunted cell, cell number 12, where an evil spirit is said to reside. He reported icy fingers wrapping around his neck. Psychics and sensitive who have also gone to the prison have reported emotional outbursts, cold spots, and entities who claimed they were abused. Allegedly, the spirit of notorious gangster Al Capone is said to haunt the shower area. And remember that music instrument we were talking about? Mm-hmm. I have it in my notes too, <clears throat> so I was like, oh, it's bad, okay. <laughs> Supposedly, he would play his banjo in the prison after joining a prison band. A prison band. Alright, I mean, I guess they needed entertainment somehow. Yeah. Those who visit the prison have reported hearing the sounds of his banjo, believing it to be a residual haunting. He was supposedly living in fear that he was haunted by a man named Jimmy, 
However, it isn't known whether it's mental health or an actual haunting. Did you have anything to add? Because that's where my notes end. Yeah, I had all the same Al Capone stuff. Let's see. Um, there's a little section up here that I gotta scroll through. I usually have physical notes, but I actually have mobile notes today, so I gotta scroll for a second to find where the hell it was. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. During its years as a penitentiary, it was recorded that five prisoners committed suicide and at least 12 died in escape attempts. And many others were executed either by hanging or the electric chair. So yeah, it would make sense that that's haunted as fuck. That's a lot of deaths. <laughs> that's a lot of bad energy just in one fucking area. Like all of that, the Native American stuff that was there previously. Like that's yeah. So I kind of I didn't look up the tribe. I don't know why I didn't look the tribe up. I tried. I mean, obviously, but... I've gotten better at my notes than you know, but. Mm-hmm. This is why I started putting them every two weeks. That way I had more time to do like that kind of mm-hmm. dive. Also, a lot of that kind of history has been uh, erased, so it's kind of hard to find. Yeah, that's tragic. Mm-hmm. But so. yes, um, Alcatraz is one of the most haunted prisons in America. I would love to go there on a tour and stay the night. Fuck no. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> but I, I really... God, you know how much I love the hauntedness mm-hmm. of it. Oh, God. And I, I should have watched the Ghost Adventures episode of Alcatraz while I was at home for those two weeks, but um, I watched all the other episodes <laughs> instead. <laughs> of course. Because this is exactly how I function. It is. Okay, so um, I found two more rumored specific entities. Lay it on me. So... I mean, this is a little short stuff, of course, because, again, was trying to keep us more on track and summaries here. But apparently, the hitman known as the Butcher was murdered in the laundry room during an altercation with another inmate, so he's said to haunt that general area. And because fucking everywhere you go, there always has to be one. There is a supposed photo of a ghost woman wearing white right (laughs) it's always a woman in white almost always this bitch has to travel everywhere because (laughs) every she's everywhere every single Mm -hmm. location that i've talked about for the most part has mentions of a woman in white i feel like 80 to 90 percent of the time there's a woman in white or a woman in gray is like yes or like very rarely a woman in blue (laughs) very or or i think there's a room a a woman a woman in red also somewhere but i know that there's also a photo of the supposed woman wearing brown i'm not gonna say woman in brown because that sounds terrible (laughs) because as a woman in brown currently (laughs) (laughs) i it's a joke i'm not really i mean i am brown just not that way but um i'm lightly roasted <laughs> yeah no so there's always that so it makes me kind of wonder if this bitch has like some mystic portal abilities because there ain't no fucking way that we're seeing the same entity in every fucking location why are there so many women in white also but like- then i think like what could they be like uh brides or something previous brides because you know they were but, white okay. as a sign of purity. Yeah, but purity. that wasn't a thing for the longest time it was uh, who was it it was one of the royals within the past That's 100 right. years yes, that recently started doing that. that and 
the reason why there wasn't so much white being used beforehand is because it cost a lot to fucking make things white. We talked about this. I don't know what episode, but I, I remember we talked about this. Mm-hmm. So, like, why are all these ghost women in white? These bitches probably couldn't well, afford couldn't, it. <laughs> weren't pajamas white? Like, they had, like, some weird... I don't remember. Maybe... It was I think maybe more like she, tans and creams. But, yeah. Oh my god! So like, woman in white. It's like um, these these aren't sophisticated, high class ghost ladies. How are they? How are they affording this white before death? She's probably like the one who brings all the spirits to the fucking place. Like, what if she's the one in purgatory that's responsible for bringing them? But then I wonder if she's in a place where there's children. Then you know, I don't know. The woman in white is one that just irritates the shit out of me. I'm because sorry. it's everywhere. <laughs> Literally, that's the only one. And I'm like, why? Why? Who is this woman in white? And should I do an episode about it? I mean, she, I, I swear to God, if we researched ghost woman in white, we'd have, like, Watch it be like Yorona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah, we've already done an episode on it. <laughs> oh, good lord. But, uh, oh, Jesus. Bugs. So anyway... That is the hauntings and the history of Alcatraz prison. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously these notes were done a long time ago, so they're probably not as detailed as I usually would have them. And much more unhinged and off track than usual. Oh my god. No, because the first time that we recorded together was completely out of pocket. Okay, it was because we, I mean, you were already slightly used to being on mic. I was not. And then <laughs> it was our first time having to do a recorded back and forth. That was hilarious, though. Yeah, we're, we're starting to get the hang of it a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay. still need to buy some stuff, but obviously, um, I, I uh, because I didn't work, I'm going to be in the poor house for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, so I still have my bonus story. Um, oh, yeah, she, she has a bonus story. I don't remember what it was because it's been a long fucking time. I just remember your unhinged faces and reactions to everything. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm, I'm going to just pass this over to you. My bonus is on Nanny Doss, born Nancy Hazel, who is better known as the Giggling Granny, the Lonely Hearts Killer, the Black Widow, and Lady Bluebeard, based on a French folktale about a wealthy man in the habit of murdering his wives. So she's an American serial killer responsible for the deaths of over 10 people, all within her family, between the 1990s and 1954, when she was finally caught. There's at least that part for you to stew over. I'm stewing over Lady Bluebeard right now. Right? <laughs> Again, I, I added that it was a folk tour base, folk tour, folklore based name because I knew that wasn't something we'd be familiar with. Everything else makes sense. Like Giggling Granny, that, that makes sense at the end. I'm sorry. Lonely I, Hearts I, Killer is the Lonely Hearts columns of net magazines. So just like, everything makes sense, but... The fucking Lady Bluebeard is definitely a fucking loop if you don't know. The yeah, basis. no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> While I didn't write anything down about it, I did like actually read the wiki page for the fucking for the actual like Bluebeard because I was like, the fuck is this? Oh my god. <laughs> we can do that later. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. So. In her early years, her father was very abusive and controlling, keeping his children out of work uh, out of work in school so they could work on the family farm and forbidding them from wearing makeup or going to social events. So he just completely isolated them onto their farmland. 
One day when she was riding a train to visit family, it suddenly jerked to a stop, making her slam her head into a metal bar, supposedly causing a lifetime of reoccurring headaches, depression, and blackouts. So, it is thought that that is part of why she goes on her murder spree. <laughs> so, to ease her pain and to find entertainment in her dull life, she often read the lonely hard sections of her mother's magazines, fascinating about romance and married life. She first got married at the age of 16 to a boy she hardly knew but her father approved of. She moved in with him and his mother, who completely took over her life, turning into a monster-in-law. Both of them turned Wait, to- Wait, so the mother-in-law became a monster-in-law? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Like, just, yep, fucking just controlling her life about as much as her dad did. She thought she'd get away from it and just wound up with the, more of the same. Ugh. So both of them turned to an adulterous lifestyle, and Nanny started drinking and smoking heavily. The unhappy couple had four daughters, but the two middle daughters mysteriously died, supposedly of food poisoning. Mm. Her husband then fled with their oldest daughter, later returning with a new woman and their own child, and filed for divorce leaving Nanny with their two surviving children and her moving back to her mother's. In the later years, she remarried to a raging alcoholic. Which tends to be a trend. <laughs> yeah, that does. <laughs> her eldest daughter then gave birth to two children of her own. However, a nurse supposedly saw Nanny sticking a hat pin into the baby's oh. head while still in the hospital. Oh, so that so that makes possible murder number three because it was the the second baby was the one that got stabbed. And then while visiting her father with the children, the first child then died of asphyxia, and Nanny's the one who collected the insurance. So, murder number four. <laughs> Wait, who did she? Who were the first two murders? I I missed that. Do you remember those middle children who mysteriously died? Of the daughter or of hers? Her daughters. Yes. Let's say the first child lived and had two babies that got murdered. Her second and third child. Mysteriously. Food poison, that's right. Yep. Okay, okay, now I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I you lost. didn't struggle this much last time, but I also was, you know, reading it a bit better and at a better pace last time. So in 1945... Nanny's second husband raped her, so while she was fixing his uh, nightly drink, she slipped a little something into his whiskey, and he passed away the following night from rat poison. Death number five. God bless, dude. (laughs) She's fucking... Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Nanny quickly remarries another alcoholic within three days of meeting him through the Lonely Hearts column, and he eventually passed away due to... Heart failure. So, possible murder number six? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) She then burned down the house and collected the insurance. And left the the new mother-in-law to die in her sleep. In the fire. Oh my god! (laughs) She then moved to stay with her bedridden sister 
who immediately passed away. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> oh my god. She then quickly met another husband, number four, through a dating club, and then was remarried immediately, and when she moved in, poisoned his mother, and then poisoned him three days later. Oh my god. She then remarries number five. <laughs> how, how has nobody caught on to her ass yet? Who had already lost his own family due through a natural disaster. And she quickly took out two life insurance policies on him. And he soon passed away in the hospital after ex- experiencing some flu-like symptoms. <laughs> A.K.A. arsenic. In mm. <laughs> Nanny's rush to collect the cash from both of those fucking deposits... Uh, the doctor started to suspect her, finally. After how many? <laughs> and did a thorough autopsy where he discovered an extraordinary amount of, you called it arsenic, to be the cause of death. Oh my god. <laughs> so Nanny was finally caught. And she confessed her crimes, giggling happily as she did. Hence giggling granny. Oh no. <laughs> oh hell no. Mm-hmm. When she was asked about her motives, she claimed it was to find her perfect mate. Well, hell, you ain't giving him the chance. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, shit. Despite all the deaths mysteriously and proven around her, she was only charged for one count of murder. The last husband. <laughs> That's bullshit. But she was sentenced to life in prison, where she then died of leukemia. Nobody arsenic her? <laughs> you would I, think oh my god dude what a what a fucking bitch <laughs> let's see possibly two of her own children <laughs> food poisoning bullshit no that's fucking arsenic her two like grandchildren let's the hat see. pin the hat pin got me bad right and like oh my god a nurse supposedly saw this she didn't say anything what the fuck or like did no one believe her I think it, on one account, it was that a nurse supposedly saw her. The other account is that her daughter, you know, having just given birth and being quite delirious, believed she saw it. But then when she regained better consciousness later, thought she was just going crazy. No, ma'am, you actually saw what you did <laughs> She see. gaslit herself out of that. Damn, imagine that. Fuck, mm-hmm. dude. I'm trying to find my perfect mate. My perfect mate, but like... Let me kill him off family. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, you know, I actually, a lot of things that I have heard, because, you know, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, uh-huh. too. A lot of them actually have head injuries before they go on killing sprees. The fucking train, man. The train did it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like it's, it's a, wow. Oh, my God, that's well, fucked up. So, let's see. The, the two middle children, the two grandchildren, so that's already four. The second husband. I'm surprised she didn't murder the first fucking mother-in-law if she was a monster. Like, come on. No shit. <laughs> Maybe it would have been too obvious. Maybe. Um. So let's see. Then she remarries. So then that husband and then burning the, the mother-in-law. Then the next husband and their mother. And then the last husband. So that is... Ten. ten, yeah, ten possible deaths, most of them very likely being murder, and she confessed to them and yet still was only charged for one. That's fucked up. 
I mean, the, they only had proof on the last one. I mean, I doubt they were going to exhume all the other bodies. It would have been nice. It, <laughs> so they they could... fucking should have let them oh, up. I man, mean... that's fucked up. That's so fucked up. But, but the most fucked up out of all that one is definitely the, the fucking... A newborn with a hat pin? Like, uh. I don't even know, like, what the gauge size of a hat pin is. Because I know that needles vary in size you, from, like, very small to, like, fucking thick. I mean, that's bigger than the standard fucking, like, ear piercing, which is, like, what, a 16, 18, I somewhere to, around there. I have to there. look it up really quick. Like, Holy shit, dude. Like, obviously, like, a hat pin usually still gotta be quite a bit sharp to be getting through things, but, like, got, like, fuck. That's sick, dude. Oh, they're kind of nasty looking. Oh yeah, though those, oh. those start off small and get bigger. Like, damn! Like, I feel like that is a sharpened metal chopstick. Oh my god! <laughs> Are hat pins illegal? I don't Numerous so. countries, including the U.S. and England, have imposed laws restricting hat pins over nine inches in length. Yeah, clearly it could be used as a fucking murder weapon. That's crazy. Shit. I'm gonna see like the dimensions. <laughs> Big as fuck. Big as fuck. So they're typically around 6 to 8 inches in length or 15 to 20 centimeters. Oh my god. Like, and that into a newborn, that is a fresh, soft skull. Like, they, it still has to be soft to get through the birth canal. So that would, that's like stabbing it into putty. Oh, oh, girl. Well, I mean, it's, it's open anyway. There's no, it's not closed. Exactly. So it's just straight brain that she went, oh, that's, God, oh, that's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What is, oh, my God. And then she giggled about this when that's confessing the... all this shit. Oh, my, she, uh, she, uh, my thing is, aren't the life insurance policies usually, like, sus about things whenever there's, like, a death and then suddenly, all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a thing. Yeah, like, you need to wait, like, at least a week before calling about a fucking Fuck. insurance. Like, I mean, it just sounds fishy. Sounds like, maybe fishy. it's just like we've got so much true crime, like, flowing everywhere constantly that everybody's That now we think about it. But, like, fuck, dude. Then also you gotta think that, like, maybe she was taking out these policies at, like, different places. So they don't That's have true. records that she's probably has, like, all these insurance. Because, I mean, how else does but she But surely get... the people who are close to her would have been like, oh, what do you mean he died? Like, mm. all of a sudden? I mean, considering like, bitch, she killed were... so many of them, I there's know. no one to suspect. Like, like if, bitch, if you were committing any fucking murders, and I'm like, why do you have, like, a new husband or whatever? Oh, yeah, also her sister. Did we even count that one? So that's 11. 11. She killed 11 people. <laughs> 11 family members. Oh, my God. Like, purely in the family. Like, family, husband, mother-in-laws. I'm so shook. Her, I, I can't, I'm not even shook it. I'm just straight shook. Her own flesh and blood sister, her own flesh and blood daughters, her own flesh and blood grandchildren, and then the men she married and their mothers. But not the first one. But yeah, not the first and one. You would the think first that, one gets away. You would away. think that that one would be like, hey, there's something off about that bitch. But apparently not. No. No. There's so <laughs> many... There is so many things that just that are just like massive red flags that are like now in this day and it what the fuck? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. Oh my god. That is so fucking terrible. 
like, while it's fucking horrible, this is the kind of shit that makes her, like, one of my favorite kind of, like, serial killers to, like, look into. Oh my god. It's when they do the ridiculous shit is that when they're fucking notorious. I once read a story or saw a video, not sure which anymore, Mm -hmm. of this guy. Oh, it was on Forensic Files. I love Forensic Files, Mm -hmm. even though it's, like, an old show. God, yeah. Um, this guy was so damn sloppy with how he killed off people. He left fingerprints. He left shoe prints. He left hair, like a hair. Mm -hmm. He left fiber from his shirt. It was so bad. He was caught instantly. Jesus. The fact that it ended up on forensic files is just like, maybe they were so shook that it was so quick that he got caught. But I'm like, damn, this dude left all this evidence. This one killed off people within, I don't know how many months or years of each other and got away with it. It was a 30-ish year span. Okay. The, the 20s to 54. God dang, dude. Yeah, 54. Oh my god, that's that's insane. That's completely fucking crazy. And then giggling. That's the word. Yeah. That's like the weepy killer. Or I think he's called either the weeping killer. Whatever. That he would call 911 after he killed people. And be like, you know? <laughs> Oh no, I did a murder and then I'm gonna disappear new hand. Completely <laughs> fucked. Or um oh my god, who else was it? Um The Sons of Something Sums of Fuck. <laughs> it's not Sons of Anarchy because that's a TV show. It's um <laughs> Fuck, I don't remember his name. And it'll come to me like in eighty years and I'll be like, I remember it now. It'll come to her later today when we're out and about and not recording. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but he's got a Netflix special on... Um, it's on Netflix. I literally just said it. There's a whole documentary about him on Netflix. It's really good. But I can't remember the fucking name. Let me look it up really quick. Oh, God. <laughs> While you looked that up, say I remember there's like two or three different documentaries I watched. Son of Sam. It's Son of Son Sam. Son of Sam, yes. That's the one. Son of Sam. Sorry. One of my favorite American serial killers, H.H. H. Holmes, with his fucking ridiculous ass maze hotel. Yeah. With all his trap doors and shit. Like, th- those kind of people are the ones like, damn. I'm gonna need you. We're gonna have to do like a whole episode on that. We, and, we've discussed this before. And we will, everything's just been happening that we haven't been able I to know. see each other in actual months. We, like, usually we're always like, let's hang out mm-hmm. or something, but like, between holiday and sickness and more sickness yeah, i literally got covid twice between th- these recordings i still never had it <laughs> honestly i think it's because i was like in the hot spot for so mm-hmm. fucking long i don't know but when both times i got it it was travel holiday travel when i'm always traveling <laughs> yeah but i did holiday travel through the airport did you wear a mask I wore a fucking mask. Oh my god. Bruh. <laughs> they said fuck you in particular. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this bitch who's attempting to be safe. And like, I fucking, I wear a mask not for myself. I don't, I don't give a fuck about wearing it for myself. But I wear it because like I visit like older people who are, you know, compromised. And yet I'm the one who gets it. <laughs> You know, it almost seems like the older people are less compromised than you are. Right? The fuck? <laughs> it's some bullshit. Oh my god. So anyway, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
I don't have any art history this one because I just the notes are old and this is before I decided to do the art history but we did kind of throw a little true crime in there for you so I hope that kind of makes up for it so how could we not throw in true crime? oh god I love true crime it's that Alcatraz episode. We need some true crime in here. And I really, every time she comes, I'm kind of tempted to put true crime in it because I, I really love the true crime. And, and while well, we've already recorded this, you did my fucking Dracula without me. She still hasn't let it go. <laughs> it's been literal it months never and she still hasn't let it go. go. You know what? So, People liked it. Okay. I okay. Know. I know. <laughs> I, I've heard it. I listened. I was, I was her followers her followers were like don't do anything for her because she did the dracula episode without you when the truth is i just didn't have fucking time to wait my schedule is insane half the time you are you are forbidden from doing a jack the ripper or hh i'm not gonna listen i swear right here in front of everybody who listens i will not touch hh holmes or jack the ripper good that is a pinky promise she's literally pinky promising okay okay i'm not touching them i have so many books on jack the ripper (laughs) i it's like those kinds of books where it has envelopes where you can pull out other little tiny things of text. Shut up. I love those books. Yes, I love them so much. Okay, so whatever. <laughs> I, I'll leave that thought for when I stop recording. So anyway, if you have any experiences or any true crime stories or any of this sort, you can message me on my Instagram or her Instagram, which is Batitude. I forgot how to spell it. Yeah, it's like bat attitude is how you pronounce that. So it's B A T T for bat and and you know so segue into attitude. It's basically attitude with a B in front of it. Pretty much. <laughs> or you can message me at Alex again with two underscores or the podcast Instagram that's paranormalartist.podcast. Or you can message me through email at paranormalartistpodcast at gmail dot com. I left my Twitter on the last episode, and I don't feel like doing it again today. So, sorry if you missed out on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You'll have to go back to the last episode again. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's Pizza Life Zombie, and that's life with a Y. Why? Because I can. <laughs> Why? Because I gotta. <laughs> I literally have you saved as in my phone as the shortened version of your legal name. With zombie pizza life behind it. <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. With a photo of you from college. College? <laughs> yes. You know you have modern photos of me, right? Yes. That's pre-gray hair era. And it was that one time when we were working on that big art project for one of your classes that had roses on it. That's how I learned how to do roses better, because I suck at roses. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I know. Do you have a picture? And this is why I have pictures. It's not she saved. has pictures, everybody. It's not saved into my phone as its own picture because this is like seven or eight phones fucking later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is still the contact photo that, you know, got saved into my Google and fucking moved around. Let's see. That is the biggest version I could get of that. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Because somebody wanted me to draw this giant Alice in Wonderland thing. That's what it was. That they wanted. And this was like pre-art school. So like literally I sucked at everything and it's completely off. If I decide to find the picture, like the full picture, I'll post it. But if not, you'll have to live in the mystery of knowing what it was or what it could have been. Well, two of us know. 
Anyway, I'm going to end the episode here. And I hope you guys really, really enjoyed it because I enjoyed it. As you can tell, we both did. Oh my god, it's special guest me again. It's crazy. It's Drea. Okay, so I've been given the honor for a second time because even the first recording, they, she had me do uh, her usual closer. So here we go again, but for the first time to you. Well, from me at least. If you are feeling suicidal or have suicidal ideations, call or text 988. They are open 24 hours and 365 days a year. And remember to be a kind human.